Today we chat with none other than the Queen of Challengers, Coach Jordan Davies, on how she's dominating the game by running them very differently than the industry standard of three to six week weight loss challenges. She crushes this process with clients or even future prospects in her free group alike. Oh, and did I mention she's doing them every single month? We also get into content creation, working as an army of two with her husband, Brian, for over four years, why she's ditching Facebook groups, what she's using instead. Plus, she gives us some of her top challenges she's ran so far. Enjoy this colossal breakdown with Coach Jordan Davies, owner of Complete Performance and Twin Cities Female Fitness. never good <laughs> welcome in uh coach jordan i wanted to start today just by asking uh why are you the queen of challenges why do people know you as that because one that's where i learned how to become a coach two i now run challenges all the time i think the challenge industry died but i think challenges are wonderful i love using those to pull clients back in after they've maybe fallen off I love using it to pull new clients in. I love using it to teach. Like educational challenges are super fun to me. Not your standard lose 20 pounds in six weeks type of thing. It's like, no, learn how to eat a big ass salad every day for the next 21 days and then see see how much weight you lose in that time. That's fascinating because that's very, you know, contrarian to the, you know, industry. Now, if you're a new coach, you may just see challenges and be like, oh, those are cool. But if you've been in the industry a while, you know, you kind of like, have this, you know, frown and Debbie Downer stance on challenges because you know that that's just the way that people usually you know, do front end cash grabs or something like that. So d did you always kind of view challenges this way or is this something that kind of evolved over time? Because you did say educational as well, which, you know, yeah. most people would say educational challenge. What the heck is that? Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I started with a, I started learning to be a coach with a 20 pound six week guarantee and I swore I would never run a challenge again when I left. One, I was terrified it would violate my non-compete, but two, I was so down with it. And then I had clients who would ask, are we going to run a challenge? Are you ever going to do any challenges? So we start with like the traditional, you know, hey, like, let's see who loses the most weight in X amount of time. And clients really love that. And then I just saw how much engagement was up for our clientele by doing a challenge. And I was like, I got to keep doing this. I actually... This year was the first year that I said, I will run some type of challenge every month, whether that's an internal challenge for our current clients, whether that's in our free Facebook page, whether that's an external challenge where I'm purposefully trying to pull people in, I will run some type of challenge every month. And it's, it's worked really, really well. We have pulled in new clients from it. We have pulled, I've, I've reached a bigger audience because of it. I have been able to, I mean, it's more content, like to have a, challenge topic that's coming, right? Like we're doing big ass salads, big ass smoothies and big ass sandwiches right now. How easy is it to dual purpose content? You know, like it, it simplifies my life in all honesty to have this challenge because you know exactly what you're trying to lead people to market for this challenge, talk about the stuff in this challenge, get ready for the next one and repeat. Do you do the same challenges, uh, like in your, your free group, uh, which shout out to, uh, I know you just renamed it to twin cities, female fitness, which is fire. Yeah. Hashtag. Do you do the same challenges? Are they the same challenges, but tweaked or are they completely different when you talk like free versus, you know, your actual, uh, community members that pay you? 
It depends. I do a little bit of all of that. So there are times where I will run a, I will run the same challenge in our free group and the same in our paid group. I did that last year uh, for the big ass salad challenge. That's where I introduced it. And there was just a bigger prize for our members. Um, there were more incentives. There's kind of like a first, second, and third where the free group, it was just like one person's going to win, you know, it's a free challenge. So just one person's going to win. Uh, sometimes I will tweak them. Like sometimes I will run a shorter version of the long challenge. Uh, one of them that like I, I know is slated sometime this year is we'll run a, a fat loss challenge for our members or like as an external client, external challenge to pull people in. But in the free group, I'll run some type of cleanse or gut challenge, you know, so kind of a quick like three to five day reset, which is a sexy topic for any female who wants to start into fitness. Hey, how can you lose a quick five pounds to then draw them in? You want to continue to lose more five, you know, more pounds. You want to lose five more. Cool. Then join this challenge. So a little bit of everything. And you mentioned education or educational challenges. So is that just the way you view the actual challenge itself? Meaning that you're just also helping educate them and, and make and create awareness? Or is that something else entirely where it's like a masterclass that you do? Uh, again, both. Like there are challenges where it is strictly, you're going to have action steps throughout. I'm going to teach on this topic. And this is kind of a like a gross exaggeration, but like I might teach on sleep for a week. And then for that week, it's like, okay, like who had the most, you know, nights of eight hours of sleep or more, you get a prize. And then the next week it's on water. Teach about like all week, the importance is about water. Who at the end of the week was able to drink 64 ounces of water every day. So like I've run those where it's a different topic every week, but I've also like, I pride myself on every single challenge I run our big ass challenge right now. My goal is to not only help them understand how to build better salads, better sandwiches, better smoothies, but to also come out of it, understanding why it's so important to do that. So I think that there's like, I want to get them results, but I want to do more than just get them results. I want to teach them how to continue to get results, whether they stick with me after the challenge or whether they move on and, and move on to the next thing. What are some creative ways, you know, obviously a challenge, everyone gets excited. What are some other creative ways that you know you found that really drive engagement with with your clients. Lots of fun little bonuses. So we ran a, a steps challenge. That's one of my favorite ones to put bonuses in um, and to get in, to keep engagement up. Like, hey, re read this post. Get a hundred bonus steps. Um, take a selfie of you out on a walk outside. Post it here. Get five hundred bonus points. Um, join the Twin Cities female Facebook page, get 10,000 bonus points. Like that's one of my favorite ways to do it is like coach them to do the things that I want and reward them for it. But also like just fun little prizes along the way as well of, Hey, $5 gift card to, you know, whoever does this first, uh, whoever sees this first or whoever does this today, I will draw one name at the end of the day. You want a $5 gift card, something like that. Or like, you know, sandwich on me, something like that. I don't buy people coffee because I don't drink coffee. So blasphemy. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think that's I don't I don't I mean that's that's not unique, but that's so important is what it really is because as coaches, you know, we know 
right? The, the, the boring stuff is what really matters, right? Staying consistent on your diet, working out three, four or five times a week, depending on your goal, getting your steps in. But I think we forget like, you know, once you've hired a coach or join a gym, you know, that newness, that novelty, like sparks that dopamine, the, the client feels really good. Right. And then maybe like 60, 90 days in, well, then they're kind of like, well, so this is, is this just life now? This is, I just show up three times and I do this, like, this is cool. But whereas you're kind of utilizing challenges to make sure every month there's something to aim for. There's something that they're checking the boxes for, even if it's something they're already doing, but now they're just getting that little bit of that dopamine again to like, be like, Oh, this is fun. Like I do 10,000 steps, but now I get to check the box and tell everybody that I'm doing it and be in a yeah. community where everyone else is doing it. Well, I think like you and I were both told that challenges that habits aren't sexy and habits don't sell. Well, they do. Uh, because you can, I'm not saying spin and like, I'm trying to manipulate, but you can spin it back to why this helps you get the end goal. I may come to you, Cam, and I may want to lose 20 pounds, but you can tell me how drinking water will help me to lose 20 pounds. And that's a habit that I'm going to work on doing while coaching with you. And it's not like, that's not a sexy thing. Hey, Jordan, I want you to drink more water and that's going to help. Like, that's going to help you. Okay. I don't like, I don't care about water. I want to lose 20 pounds. But if you spin it back to, Hey, remember you want to lose 20 pounds. Here is what water can do for you. Boom, boom, boom. Like habits can sell. You just have to frame it in a way that connects with your clients. That's, that's so true. And I always think like to, you know, Andy Frisella, like he made 75 hard. It was nothing sexy about it. It was like, yes. do these five things that nobody wants to do every day. And you're going to be this entirely new person in 75 days. And it exploded and everyone made their own iterations of that. And I always encourage people to make their own iteration of that for their own community, right. To even do for 14, 21, you know, 30 days of just, here's the four five, six things you need to do. Let's check them off. You need to be, you know, X compliant, 80%, 90% compliant. And like, let's make a game of that. Yeah. It's like, it's the sexy stuff does sell. You just have to tie it to the sexy stuff in order for it to sell. You just have to make it sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to put some lingerie on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like there is like, I don't know. You could look at like, I'm going to use my husband. I love him. Like, sure. I I could say, I think he's sexy, but right. Like you just stand there and like, you just look at me. I'm not like, oh, wow. Super sexy. Like you have to do things to it. Right. Like he's going to be so mad. I put this in here. He's going to be so mad. We're going to have to edit that out for Bry guy. <laughs> Sorry. You probably happily will never married. listen to this. Let's add in happily married. Happily married. Happily married. Happily business partners. Happily married. Yeah. Uh, while we're there, love to know uh, what what would what would Bry Guy because you you do have a business uh, you know with your life partner what what would Bry Guy say you're best at when it comes to your business? I think he would say that I am best at talking to our, our clientele and talking to people. He. I truly believe, and I will tell anyone this, I would not be successful without him and he would not be successful without me. And he is, he is so technical. He is so gifted when it comes to programming and when it comes to looking at exercise, but that doesn't sell. <laughs> I have yeah. to tell him multiple times, hey, don't talk to this parent about the eccentric portion of a movement. Talk to them about why this will make their kid run faster and start on varsity. And I think he would say you're really good at connecting with people and you're really good at finding common interests and being outgoing and talking about what it is that you do in a way that connects back to them. 
I think he also would say that I, he is fun, but in a different way, I bring the like extroverted fun to this, to this business. You keep it lively. You get yeah. The and I know he's, I can hear him. He's sitting downstairs and I can tell he's listening right now because his, <laughs> his like fork in his bowl for his lunch has stopped moving. <laughs> Shouts to Brad guy. <laughs> We're going to have to get him on here one time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, along those lines, then, uh, what would he say that you're probably worst at? Taking too much on at one time. I never, you don't do that. <laughs> I fill my plate and I fill my plate and I fill my plate and I always just create more things. And it, I love a full plate. Like I operate best with a full plate. When my plate is, is empty, I get very nervous. Um, and I think that he would say like my delegation in some of those things is not great. I think he would also say like, he is responsible for finance and budget and a lot of our like technological stuff here. That's not my thing. As soon as it's like somebody asked me a question about billing, uh, 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 Brian, talk to Brian, talk to Brian. So those would be the two things I would say. Do you guys actually like have uh, sit downs and discuss this or is it just something you've developed over time and you just know to, to hey, I'm good at this, he's good at that. And then, you know, you just point the finger. We we have had sit downs to like discuss these things. Actually, not too long ago, we actually laid out a big whiteboard and we went through all of the roles and responsibilities for our gym because we we had a coach working for us and then she she left us for a really cool opportunity for herself. And it was back to just us again. And it hadn't been just us in quite some time. So we went through and we, we labeled everything out. We had a, like, we wrote all of the duties out. And then I, you know, one color was Jordan and one color was Brian. And we went through and we did our best to, to evenly distribute it, which was, we both agreed was one of the best things we've done. Can't believe we didn't do it earlier. Um, and we have created systems throughout our time of doing this. We've been in business for almost four years now, four years now. And we have found out of like, how do I want to be communicated? Cause I do, I need to know financially where we're at. So when Cam asked me to tell that to him, I'm, I'm not totally clueless, you know? So we have, we have figured out the best way to do that. He sends me an update every Monday on where we like, where our finances are for the week and for the month. Um, when it comes to like any marketing things, anything, anything like that, I will bring it up to him, but we, you know, we don't need to have formal sit downs right now. It's, it's actually harder for us to not talk about business a lot. Like we went for a walk one day. I didn't feel very good. He wanted to talk about the new equipment he wanted to buy. And he looked at me and he's like, you don't want to hear this right now, do you? And I was like, no, I don't, you know? So like, we actually just let things flow pretty well and kind of communicate to the other of like, I'm not, in, I'm not in the bandwidth to hear this right now. And I, in, if we need, if it needs a formal meeting, we'll ask for it, but we don't do too many formal meetings anymore. Uh, do you guys get into disagreements? Because I'm Absolutely. always, I'm always interested with this, this Absolutely. interdynamic here between business and, and personal, right? Like, yeah. uh, what, what was a recent disagreement you guys got into oh. that? that just, you know, flooded gym equipment, gym equipment. Um, (laughs) same subject. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. He wanted to buy some new things and I, I am a, he is, I mean, neither of us love 
spending boatloads of money. Like I would say we're both pretty frugal when it comes to our expenses. Me probably most of the time, like being more open to spending things, but, um, he went through and he's like, Hey, like we, like we have some money that we could, we could buy some of the equipment things that we wanted. And he goes through and he like lists things that he wants. And I was like, no, no one that's used for one thing. He wanted a reverse hyper machine. And I told him, I said at my coach's gym, he's got a reverse hyper machine. That's a table. It's a drink table and a program table. I see more people leaning on that than I do seeing use actually as a reverse hyper. So that was like the, yeah, that was a big disagreement of, I look at, he looks at like, what is, what do his athletes need? And that's great. Like, again, he is like the technical program master. I am the, I look at the bigger picture a little bit more. We are not going to spend that much money on a machine that can do one thing. We're going to like, we have limited space. We have limited resources. We're going to buy something that's functional for everyone. So we compromised, we bought new like wall attachment, pull up ring or pull up bars, rings. Um, I don't remember what else we bought. We bought a, like a couple new med balls and we are working. We are still in discussions on a cable machine. So that's in the works. It was something we, we knew we weren't going to buy this month, but like, Hey, we're going to put some of this away and then we'll buy like in the next month or so, see what we can do. Yeah, I have to I have to give you a link to uh the home the home workout version of the cable machine. It's like five hundred bucks. That's what Ooh. that's what I use. Yeah, and it's pretty good. Instead of spending like two to five grand on a cable machine, seriously, he Granted. he sent me this. This is where like I think the spiral in the conversation went. He sent me this thing of like gym. It was like rig attachments for cable machines, mm-hmm. and for two of them, it was like seventeen hundred bucks. And I was like, I used to do the equipment buying at at my previous job. That was my responsibility. And I was like, Brian, you can buy one cable machine that can do everything for like $2,000. He's like, what? It's like, you, this would be dumb. This would be a dumb purchase. Yeah. They get you good. Yeah. Old rogue. Rogue gets you good. I know. So with, with having your guys's, um, you know, business, which is complete performance, you also have twin cities, female fitness group that you're running. Uh, and then he works a lot with athletes do you guys have like a bigger vision and goal when it comes to like what all this means with complete performance? You know, is this tied into your community uh, or is it just kind of like, well, we're just kind of going at it, going to build everything up and then see what happens from there. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, like that's, that's one thing I do well is like the big picture, the big vision. I would love to truly make this a family space and, you know, like a community space. I, I always tell people, he trains the kids, I train the parents. I would love for that to be a thing. I would love for that to be known within our community as well as like, this is a family center for health and not like, not the YMCA where like, yes, that's so great for the whole family. I'm not going to have a pool for you. I'm not going to have a daycare center for you, but for your kids who they want to be active and they want to be healthy, this is a perfect place for them. And for mom and dad who have to sit in the parking lot while their kid is training, this is also a great place for you to be as well. I think we have a very athletic and a very active community around us. So to continue to tap into that and to continue to find more people within the community who want to be a part of something like that and how we can create that for our community, I think is really cool. I 
I can't I can't leave here without asking you uh, about some some content because you always amaze me with with your content and things where you're like, hey, this is this week, and I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work, and then you go and you do it, and I'm like, this is why you know your audience better than I do. Yeah. Um. What What are some some of your best performing pieces of content? And uh, I know you do reels as well as posts. For your audience specifically, I would just love to know kind of what's what have you been seeing work the best as far as like, you know, forward facing. And then maybe if you have any tips for like people that have groups like you do, like what yeah. what's some engagement pieces they can use? Uh, I actually just thought today I have not posted a reel in a really long time. Oops. Interesting. Okay. Oops. Um, and it, it's really for no other reason than my audience sits on Facebook. Instagram is not great for bringing me new clients or for, you know, new leads. So I just started to live on Facebook so much more. And that was the biggest reason I, Facebook reels do okay, but they don't do great. Um, I know a lot of my clients don't even know where to find Facebook reels. Like if it pops up on their newsfeed, they're like, Oh, that's Jordan. That's funny. But they don't know how to find it. So the biggest things that really do well for me publicly are like quick hand raisers, quick things that they can grab and tools that they can use. So this week, again, I mean, don't you worry, Cam, sometimes topics, I'm like, I'm not sure if this is going to do well. <laughs> uh, this was like a list of healthy cabin foods to pack. And like, I think I've got like 30 comments sitting on that, um, which is like, okay. Like I didn't think that would be awesome, but people really want to know what to eat at the cabin. Sweet. I will happily tell you what to eat at the cabin. Um, People in Minnesota. Those, I don't know if yeah. that would do so well at, in Myrtle Beach, but absolutely Minnesota. <laughs> absolutely not. In Minnesota, people are like, yes, I'm going to the cabin this weekend. Help me. Um, engagement questions do really well. And I try to keep them funny. Like, I don't want to ask, like, do you think carbs are healthy? Or like, do you think carbs are bad for you? That's not a question I want to ask. I want to ask you, like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question behind the question. What's your favorite? Like, what's your favorite flavor of potato chips, right? We know potato chips have carbs. Then I follow up. Hey, like, do you think potato chips are bad for you? Well, and like, then we can get into that discussion. Like people are so watered down on the fitness community that they don't like a simple engagement question or like a topic of why carbs are good for you or why water is good for you. Like, okay, I know that. I don't need to hear that again. But if you can, again, tie it back to what matters to them, you know, hey, I really like potato chips or I love s'mores in the summer. Here's how to make a s'mores a little bit healthier. Or here's how you can eat a s'mores and not come back on Monday and you weigh 10 pounds more. Like if you can tie it back into those things, I think it's, that's what really does well. Is like, it makes them think, it makes them actually interested in your stuff of like, oh, Okay, so like s'more stuff can be on my list of cabin foods. That's cool. Um, when it comes to my pri like my free Facebook page, engagement questions are where it where it's at as well. That's where we have a lot of discussions. That's where people really bounce back and forth off of each other, which is that's the fun stuff, right? I love commenting back and forth with people, but when Cam, you then comment with this person and then somebody else comments back, that's the stuff I'm trying to create. That's the, that's a community. Not just Jordan talks to every single person in this group. Yeah. Um, we, we did a poll earlier this year before we changed it to Twin Cities Female Fitness, asking what are like what type of content our clients want to see. 
they want like short 30 second videos and they want, they want things, they want gifts, they want handouts. And it is funny. Like, it's so true. Like that is what we have. That's what we've been doing. I mean, I've used long form content. I've made longer videos. Engagement's not great. Like people will watch, some people will watch and I'm sure some people will read, but busy moms, they want to get in, get out and get gone. And that's it. That's so key though, because you're literally asking your ideal audience, not just publicly, but people who have already raised their hand have already taken action steps to join a group that you own. And then you're going to them and saying like, what do you guys want? So now you already know if it works for them and it's what they want. Now you already have a testing group to then go publicly and be like, Hey, over the last month we've done X, Y, and Z in my group. Right. Yeah. We've covered this, this, and this would, would, would you like it? Right. Do you want mm-hmm. to join? And that's, that's, I think a key step people forget is that, that you have a group and it's your testing ground to see what they want. And then the community is so key. I don't want to pass that over because if you just have a bunch of people commenting about if you post and a bunch of people are just like, oh, that's awesome. That's not a community. That's a following. That's what social media is. You have a following. A community is when there's cross conversation yeah. driving up, right? And there's other conversations that don't just require you to do all the engagement. That's a community, right? And a yeah. common goal, a common purpose shared. And a lot of people, I think, forget that. And it's hard to do. It, it, it's something that doesn't just happen. Even if you have 100 people in a group, it can be hard, but you have to create those uh, conversation starters. Like you're talking about these engagement questions that would want people to then conversate, right? Whether it's a recipe or it's, oh my gosh, how did you do that, Jill? Oh my gosh, I didn't think about doing this, Susan. Thank you so much. I, I mean, I even look like, again, back to this week's topic of healthy cabin foods. I posted probably two, three weeks ago before the 4th of July. What's the hardest part about eating at the cabin? Like ask that question. I asked, um, what are your favorite foods to eat at the cabin? Like very cabin centered food questions. It literally drove this week's topic of, okay, like here are the pain points. Like I I can now see, we have a lot of people who love hot dogs. We have a lot of people who love s'mores, pasta salads. So now like I've now created that, that content of here are the things that my people want to eat when they go to the cabin. How can I help them make that a little bit healthier? That's a now really good public item to give to people and to say, Hey, this worked privately. Now let's make this into something a little bit different publicly and use that to bring people in. Do you have any other examples that's, that's similar to like the cabin that have worked kind of well for you when it, when it comes to like creating these, these guides or, uh, like, like downloads, like, do you do like summer themes and, and like, you know, fall themes or, or is this just kind of like something new you're trying out? I mean, your favorite topic, water. Yeah. like my favorite water is like the that's that is probably I mean that one was great like that one was a totally like unexpected one I taught people how to drink 64 ounces of water in a day and taught them how to not have to go to the bathroom every 20 minutes like I literally put together a training how you can train your bladder to handle more water and it's like People love that. I I can put that in probably in August again. One, when it's really hot and people need to drink more water here. But two, teachers are getting ready for school. And if they are have been working on their health, the last thing they want is to go back to school and have to go potty every 20 minutes when they've got kids bouncing off the walls. 
it's funny because you you'll hear people all the time like uh, at least i do i don't know if because maybe people just still don't know what i do and i get hit up all the time like oh hey do you do you still train <laughs> no no i don't um but you, you you hear people say like oh i'm just so dehydrated it's like okay drink water and like, yeah. i don't want water i don't want to do it <laughs> it's like go get a glass of water just like fill her up it's so interesting though because I, I remember when you you said hey i'm gonna do a week of hydration i was like this is okay all right let's let's jump in let's see what happens and then you had all these comments and you're like it worked and i was like no it, you could have bet me a million dollars and i would have said this is not gonna work that well i mean because and it's it's crazy like Another one, and we, we talked about this before we started recording, is I, <laughs> like, I know my clients need to talk about menopause. I, like, I know they want to talk about that. Everybody wants to talk about menopause these days. But I also know that my clients don't want to watch a long video or they don't, they, the podcasts they listen to are like true crime or like Bravo TV gossip podcasts. Like, they don't want to listen to an educational podcast one of the best hand raisers we have like I have ever had best hands down when it comes to a podcast like very cool we interviewed one of our clients who works with people who are who works with women who are in menopause or wherever they're at in their menopausal journey and one to just share that like hey this is one of our clients and she shared her experiences as well as her expertise on menopause here is here's what we do um and that was cool like that was that was a really big one too not that I didn't think it would be big. I just was like, oh gosh, I share a video or I share a podcast. Is it gonna is it gonna really pan out? Because that doesn't usually do well for us. And that one turned out really, really well for us too. Just for anyone listening, clarification. Um, she she herself is going through menopause. And she she's is also yes. is she like a doctor or something along she's, those lines? She is a a lifestyle coach. Okay. She just has the the knowledge her, to be able to speak to some of the things that are going on and Okay. Yep. She has like done some formal training with it as well as like her own journey. And then she specializes in working with women for lifestyle coaching who are going through menopause. Got it. Got it. I, I think that's, and yeah, you're right. We did talk off air. That's one of those things where people are always like afraid to sometimes highlight their members. Cause they're like, Oh, no one's going to, no one's going to like, you know, go through this situation with me or talk about X, Y, and Z, but you'd be surprised is if you just have the conversation and say like, I think you'd really help some of our other members. Cause I know they're also dealing with that. You may get some pushback, but I think once they realize this isn't just like a giant camera stuck in your face and like an yeah. interview style, like here's a question, give me an answer. Right. If you just have a conversation with them, I think a lot of coaches could benefit from highlighting some of their members and not just the ones that drop 50 pounds and have an amazing case study, right. Just sharing their own stories and then being able to relate that to other people going through the same thing. Again, back to the community conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you plan on doing any of that more? Or is this just kind of something you're you're testing out? It was one of those, like, I tested out on our podcast. Typically, it's my training partner slash best friend slash, you know, dog lover. Gretchen, shout out. OG to uh, OG. <laughs> um, <laughs> we record and a lot of it is just us. And we, we did, you know, we did interview quite a few people when we started. It's one of those of like, yeah, like I love, I'm, I'm like open to entertaining, interviewing people on the podcast again. Like, I think we, we both got so busy in coordinating both our schedules to record podcasts, 
with somebody else to record that we were like, we need to just have just the two of us for right now. I would love to, like, I think it's cool. I think bringing in more of our clients would be cool to interview and have video content there. I think we have like an incredible network of people that we can send our clients to that like to have them more. Like we are going to bring in uh, a chiropractor, a PT to talk about some additional content. And, you know, I think the big value is chunking that down a little bit more, you know, like maybe not a 45 minute video, but maybe like a five minute video, I think would be cool to, to utilize and give to them in the future. Absolutely. So I have to ask along those lines, uh, what's next for you guys right now? You're trying to build up obviously your twin cities, female fitness. I keep plugging that. Cause I just love, love that name. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're trying to build that group up right now uh, as well as I know you've instituted some things on the back end, but, uh, you yeah. know, what's, what's kind of your main focus at the moment for your guys' business? Uh, maintaining mental clarity and sanity. Um, easy enough. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about this on our coaching call the other day. The summer is really cool because the summer for gen pop is notoriously slow. The summer for strength and conditioning for youth sports is incredibly fast paced. So it's one of those of, man, I'm so happy that like Brian brings in more clients in the summer because I, I don't have to panic of like, oh my God, I'm not bringing in more people. I'm not bringing in enough people. So that is like, that is really big for us. I think, you know, like when it comes to what I'm trying to produce is like, I, I want to continue to build this community, which, you know, Hey, like complete performance as a community, but I want to have different options for people. Um, I want to be able to, if you aren't able to, or if you're not ready to have a full membership with me at complete performance, I want to have options so that you can still take steps, steps forward. And when the time is right for you, you can, you can move forward and you can come to this next level. So we opened up a pretty cool community right now. That's where our big ass challenge is running this was kind of like a tester challenge and I would love to just continue to build that and continue to feed that. Cause I think that would be really, really cool. I think it's a special place. We have not put all of our clients in there yet. And they are like geeked out, excited. Like, what is this? I heard this person say this, this is really cool. And there's a lot of good stuff. Like, can we get in there? And I'm like, absolutely. But you know, Hey, you didn't participate in this challenge. So you gotta wait another uh, 10 days before you can, before you can hop in. Thank you. And in that fear scarcity with gamification. Absolutely. You've certainly changed my mind on like what's possible with challenges and community contests, as well as, you know, what someone is capable of doing. Cause that was a, a common pushback. It's just people be like, well, I'm just overwhelmed. And I, I did a challenge last month. Like I certainly can't do it again because I, you know, I think we, as coaches, we go overboard and we think like all these metrics have to be tracked for a yeah. quote unquote challenge and that. There's got to be these tiers and like uh, amazing, you know, thousand dollar prizes and all these other things that actually don't matter. It's are your clients or potential clients having fun? Can they do the thing? And then ultimately, are you creating engagement in the community out of it? You know, and I think with challenges too, like so many people are focused on the end sale. And what I like, I would say when it comes to running challenges, my end of challenge pitch is the worst part of what I do because my service delivery, like what I provide to people in a challenge is what matters to me most. If I knock your socks off with how great this challenge was, I don't even have to pitch you. You're like, I'm sticking around. And like, that's, that's the way that I view it. 
And I think that's what makes it, that that's what makes me different with challenges. And I think that's what makes me less stressed out about it because I'm like, I'm going to provide them with so much value during this challenge that like, ultimately, if they decide at the end that they don't want to stay, that's because I'm just not the right fit or it's not the right time. And that's okay. I don't want anyone who doesn't want to be here, you know? And I think that it's so easy to get wrapped up in, you know, oh, I run this challenge. It was free or it was like a low ticket value. I did all this work and not enough people, you know, not enough people signed up for it to even be worth it. It's like, no, like we have 20 people, 20 people in this big ass challenge right now. And I'm just so happy for all the people that are in there because I'm like, they're getting 21 recipes throughout this entire time. Like they are literally getting contact with me every single day on what they're eating, on how it could be better, on what I thought was great. Like, I think that's so cool for them. And I look at it as an audition. It's a, it's a sales pitch for me. It's a 21 day sales pitch. And yeah, do I do a little bit more work for a little less price? Sure. But I would, I would rather like my consumer mindset is I would rather pay a little bit now, decide I love it and pay a lot more down the road. Absolutely. And I'm, again, this is, we're just talking right now, like prospecting a uh, possibly small investment for a challenge, let alone like the back end client retention that, that you're building because of that. Right. If everyone knows, Oh, in August, uh, I know we run this challenge. Oh, you know, we have Halloween coming up. I know we run the the lean by Halloween and then, Oh, 12 days of fitness is around the corner. Right. You, you're just like building in this client retention because mm-hmm. if people decide between you and a gym or a coach down the road and they don't do all those things, it's just, here's your macros and here's yeah. your workouts. Who are they going to choose? Exactly. Unless you said like, they're just not the right fit. They're obviously yeah. going to go with the, the, the better experience at the same price. You know, and like one note on like, right. Lean by Halloween, 12 days of fitness, big ass salad challenge. Like these challenges can be predictable, but like every single one of them will have tweaks. Like I'm not just going to plug and play the same exact 12 days of fitness. And like some people would argue you can because you're, you know, your audience changes and that's fine. But like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make it a little bit different. I'm going to take what I learned from the last one and I'm going to make it a little bit better. Right. This, this big ass challenge, we have a whole separate community now. It's not just in a Facebook page. It isn't an, it is off Facebook. It's in circle. It is this entire community where like, it is just us right now. And that's super, super cool. And it's, it's different. They didn't get recipes every single day last time. Um, it wasn't just, it was just salads last time. It's sandwiches, salads, and smoothies this, this time. So there's, it can be the same name, but it can have different guidelines and it, you can just, I don't want to say water rinse, repeat, but like water, use a different shampoo, repeat. Yeah. You're, you're only limited by the limitations you put on yourself, right? And the mm-hmm. willingness to constantly tweak and innovate and, and add to, which, which I know you're really good at. And I think we just get comfortable, right? We know all 12 days of fitness is this and everyone says it's okay. So we just don't, we don't tweak it. Here it is. But yeah. you're so right. Add, add just small tweaks to it. Try to make it better. Make it a little bit different. That way they just don't always know it's coming. Yeah. And then something as simple as, yeah, if you can pull your group, um, often you're doing something like challenges or even building a community. If you can get them to come off Facebook, hats off to you. I know some people be like, they won't do it because it's it's another app, it's something else. But I mean, you found your audience, like you asked them, they're like, oh yes, I want off Facebook, which, which is funny because people think, you know, female 35 plus is Facebook, right? But even they were like, I'd love to get out of a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
my clients, I think that's the biggest reason. Like I told them, you know, tease them. Hey, this big ass challenge that's not on Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> what do I have to do to get off Facebook? They're stoked. I'm like, hey, should have joined the challenge. You wouldn't have to be there. <laughs> well, Coach Jordan, I know you're super busy. You have a lot going on. I appreciate your time today. And then next time, uh, I'm sure we'll probably get some comments about people wanting to know specifics of challenges since we didn't plan on going there, but that's just kind of where we went today. Uh, we'll definitely have to maybe like break down one, uh, you know, in like a 10, 15 minute clip for everybody listening. Totally. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. You bet. Happy to be here. See you, everybody.